Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates, information, and picks. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, July 13th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model of win probabilities, totals of hitter, pitcher, team, reliever projections, and of course, bring that weather data in in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. It's my goal in this episode to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. Of course, a side note today, there's a couple of picks that I make that I'm not even that comfortable with, and that's the purpose of the show, is to kind of say, I'm going out on a limb here on a couple of things, and here's why. And if you disagree, I com- I'm completely fine with that. When I say this next statement, I truly mean it. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks and gambling. So I want to give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday, uh, first losing day in, in, in six days, previous five were winners. Um, they aren't all going to be winners. Uh, yesterday, you know, not a good day at all. Um, some bad variants, some some bad luck in a couple things, some bad picks. Some game just didn't play out, kind of like we thought, you know. And you had, you had the Padre situation where they get they're, they're, they lose by two, and they have two runners thrown out at third base in the eighth inning. I mean, sometimes that sort of stuff happens. Um, you know, Yankees up three nothing in the ninth, and then blow it on that run line pick. Uh, it's just some bad luck, and just some. I mean, that's gambling. It's the way it's going to go. Um, you know, and I, I shouldn't have to say this in ninety. Five or 99 percent of y'all are, are fantastic and I, I truly do appreciate so many of y'all um yesterday's picks lost don't be a jerk um again I, i'm not making you invest anything i'm just trying to tell you what i like and like i said if y'all don't agree then go against me it's not gonna hurt my feelings um i'm trying to give you my perspective as to what prices are good prices and what prices are bad prices and that doesn't mean that a team at a bad price doesn't win it's going to happen all the time it doesn't mean a team at a good price you know is it going to lose you know and i say this and i shouldn't have to say this but most most of y'all are aware and a couple of y'all i feel like missed missed the news of course but um being being where i'm at with you know, having lost our son now, um, not not yet three weeks ago even. This is for, I do this for joy. It brings me a lot of joy. And if you're being a jerk, that takes away from my joy. And I, I kind of have a one-strike policy at this point just because I'm, I, I love, I truly love doing this. I truly love interacting with y'all. I truly love the comments, uh, the questions. And I, right now, I just don't have any space in my life for, for jerks because, uh, Life's too short for that. Um, just too many things happening, you know. So, again, I appreciate most of you, and I shouldn't have to say that. But uh, just kind of like I said, it's a one-strike warning. If you're a jerk, I don't have any, any place for you here. Um, this is a community where we're trying to talk about baseball and uh, other sports when those seasons come and have a good time doing it. And there's just not a lot of room for negativity. I post the record when the picks lose. It's up there. Everyone sees it. When they win, they see it. I'm not going to brag too much about it. Uh, it, is, it is what it is. I'll give a quick little recap and then we move on whether it's good or bad, and we talk about the next day. Because it doesn't really matter what happened yesterday. It matters we learn about it, and the model hopefully is doing that. I'm hopefully doing that. You're hopefully doing that. And then move forward to the next day and just try to do the best we can today because that's what we've got. So before we get to that, a couple of reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. It's the only way. So you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know there's a game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. Get a positive one. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Also, we partnered with Horse Racing Today. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. For those of you who like to play the ponies, they are a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. They have a play of the day as well. They've got a YouTube show. Today, their best bet is at Parks Racetrack Race. Eight. Check them out if you're into horse racing. The links 
are in the description. And to the baseball, 12.05 Eastern first pitch. Mariners at the Nationals. We're going to get a doubleheader here in Washington. No rain today here for game one, thankfully. It'll be warm. We'll start off in the mid-80s, close in the upper 80s. Winds will be under five miles an hour and mostly across an overall wind effect. Just a boost to the bats based off of the heat. The same matchup that we had for yesterday, I don't spend too much time talking about it, Chris Flexen versus Josiah Gray. What I will say is that uh, the Mirrors offense took a bit of a hit just based off of who was pulled in on the active roster today. Uh, I know Julio Rodriguez was out yesterday. I didn't even do the due diligence. Maybe he was – I don't know if that's accounting for that. I honestly don't know. Um, I just know the rain took a hit. It doesn't really matter. It wasn't one that I was dying to look into because the model still says there's a huge Mariners edge. It's a situation where if it's on the board, I'll, I'll do a little more research on it, try to figure out exactly what's going on. But there's still a ton of value in the Mariners here. Um, it, it's one of my favorite plays of the day. It's an early one, so hopefully you can get it in. Even money is a gift. It's an A-grade pick. The model, even with the reduction for the Mariners offense, says uh, minus 121. So like I said, it, when you're talking about exactly why they took that dip or if Julio's, you know, only playing one of these games or something, it doesn't even really matter because he's not going to account for 5% of that, that of the edge we have here. So a huge edge here on the Mariners. Um, I've loved back in the Mariners. I've loved fading the Nationals. I don't see any reason why we should stop. Totals nine, a little bit of a different situation weather-wise than yesterday. I'll go over nine with a lean. But the model spits out exactly nine. I'm just going to go over because I don't really think that either one of these starting pitchers is that good. There's a chance with the doubleheader. The model treats all games the same. But there's a chance with the doubleheader maybe if one team, the Mariners get out early, maybe uh, you see some weaker relievers. I think over is probably the smarter way to go, but I don't feel strongly about it. I think nine's a pretty good number. But it's a warm day, and if we see weaker relievers, maybe we'll see a few more runs. So I'll take a stab at the over there, but again, the main investment is, as usual, it seems like these days, take the Mariners, fade the Nationals. It's been a recipe for success, and I'll see why we should stop. 12-20 Eastern first pitch. Mets at the Braves. Mets had a ton of value last night. Couldn't get it done, but for most of the game, maybe even for the whole game, they out-hit the Braves. So, I mean, I think it was a solid investment at the plus odds. You have to lose some plus odds picks. You're not going to win them all. Uh, you know, we've won a lot of those lately. And if you, my, my perspective on this is if you look at yesterday and you say, oh, the Mets are big plus odds and, and that, you know, who cares if there was value they lost. But if you say that, then you're going to miss on the ones that win. We've had some massive plus odds winners here this last month where we've just identified that there's too much value. We know we aren't going to win all of them, but it's a long-term game. And so uh, I think that was a solid – pick on the Mets. They hung in there. Strider was the main reason the Braves were favored by so much. Um, he was out before the fifth, and he's fantastic, but that pitch count just kills him. And so, you know, it, it didn't get to the window, but they hung in there. Well, at least we got the under. Uh, today, I think there's still a lot of value on the Mets. I know their offense is a little banged up. The model's accounting for that. But starting pitcher-wise, it's a wash between Bassett and Morton. I think these guys are about the same. Both guys are outperforming their numbers on the season, each of them by somewhere between a quarter and a half of a run, or excuse me, underperforming by a quarter to a half a run. I think, I think both guys are better than their ERAs. Uh, I think both these guys, uh, again, good pitchers. It's kind of a wash there. Both teams have good bullpens, kind of a wash there. Um, Mets have the better offense, but the Braves are at home. This is a coin tossy type game. And even if you look at how well Morton's pitched lately, maybe you give the Braves a slight edge, but Braves minus 145. It's just way too much for me. It's an A-grade pick for me on the Mets, plus 134. I think anything can happen. This should be a tight game, and plus 134 just offers too much value to pass up. I want that extra money on it. It doesn't mean they're going to win. It just means I think it's a solid long-term investment. There is a chance of rain as this game winds down. We're up to over 50% coverage. That's something to keep note of. It may be a game that's delayed, have to finish tonight. Um, no real wind to speak of as it should stay mostly across, mostly around five miles an hour, but it will be warm, 82 degrees to start in mid eighties around game in time. Of course, depends on when it actually ends. That could affect it, but it should be fairly warm. And because of that, I'll go the over seven and a half. I think this total should be eight. I do like both starting pitchers though. So it's only a C grade pick for me. It's one I'm not very confident in because the weather lines up. Both these offenses are above average, but I like both these pitchers enough that I think, while the total should be eight, so I think we're getting a little bit of value, I just don't think there's that much value in it. So I'll take a stab at the over, but it's not one I really like. 110 Eastern first pitch, Brewers at the Twins. 
got the Brewers yesterday, and we got some created value there. I don't know if it was because of the weird thing with Josh Hader where they thought he was going to be out. Uh, so I tweeted that out if you saw that. Uh, maybe you got an extra unit down on the Brewers. Uh, so an A-grade winner there on them yesterday. Uh, today I'm on the Twins at minus 116. The model thinks it should be minus 119. So the model says there's a little bit of value on the Twins. Not by a ton. I like both of these pitchers, Joe Ryan and Aaron Ashby. Uh, it's interesting, though. Ashby, with a 450 ERA, advanced metrics, it should be about a run lower. Joe Ryan, with a 309 ERA, advanced metrics, it should be about a run higher. So that's my only hesitation. I've mentioned this before. I never like to be on the side of this guy's been better than his underlying metrics against the, this guy's been worse than his underlying metrics because usually that kind of balances out as the season goes along. You never know if, when it will happen. So it's not like it's today necessarily. It just means Ashby's a better pitcher than his ERA, and Joe Ryan is probably not as good of a pitcher as his ERA. It makes me a little bit nervous on the Twins, but the model still the model knows that. And so the model still says there's value at minus 116. It's about as high as I want to go with a B grade, but you get to minus 120. I think you've lost the value there, and it drops to a C grade pick, in my opinion. But the Twins' offense is better than the Brewers' offense, and the relievers getting better as the season goes along that are at least within shouting distance of the Brewers. There was that stretch where the Twins' bullpen was just in shambles. But right now it projects to still be above average. Like I said, two pitchers I like, so I'll lean under eight. It's a lean. The model spits out exactly eight, though. So a couple of these, the model spit out the exact number on the total, which is truly surprising when it hits to the 10th place like this. This is another one. I'll go under eight because I like the minus 105. And like I said, I like both these pitchers, so I'd just rather be on the under. But I don't think it's a, there's a strong case to be made here. Weatherwise, it'll be slightly warm in Minnesota, mid-70s to start and around 80 to close the wind blowing across. So it's a little bit of a warm day in Minnesota, not hot. Obviously, it didn't get too hot there usually. But a little bit warmer of a day. But I like the pitchers. Again, the model says eight. I'll go under. I like the odds. And like I said, I kind of like these pitchers. But in my opinion, this total's hung really well. So it's not one you want to invest too heavily in, in my opinion. Two TD Eastern first pitch, Tigers to the Royals. <laughs> the Tigers. <laughs> I feel like most of you are with me on this team. And the, and the Royals kind of just, I don't know, the whole AL Central. Uh, we had the Tigers both times on Monday. And, and that went poorly. We had the Tigers yesterday, and they went well. Uh, I don't know what to make of this Tigers team. The model hates the Royals. I've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, it hates me in the day. Uh, I kind of feel the same I felt yesterday. I mean, it's Tigers. It's plus money. Uh, the model loves it today. Great pick, whatever. I don't even know. I don't know what to make of that division. The model... A good a model's only as, as good as the person coding it, right? So, I mean, you are putting a lot of faith in me since I've coded this model, but... Uh, I feel pretty confident about what I've coded in, and I'm trusting that the model can synthesize data better than my brain can. Because my brain's very powerful, but it's powerful at things that are that a computer's different, you know, d- different different strengths, right? A human brain struggles to take in massive amounts of different pieces of information, conflicting pieces of information, and figure out what to do with that, right? So I'm 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 trusting that the model can and the model is spot on here and that the Tigers offense is terrible, but it's not that much worse than the Royals offense. I'm trusting the model and that the Tigers bullpen is a lot better than the Royals bullpen. And I'm trusting that the models, you know, I think we all kind of would agree Scooball's a better pitcher than Singer. So, I mean, if that's the case, I don't understand how the Royals are favored in this game. I know they're home, but like you've got a better bullpen and a better starting pitching. And as bad as the Tigers offense is, I just don't trust the Royals offense yet. So it's an A grade pick from the Tigers at plus 108. And with regards to total, I'm going to go under eight, but it's not one I like at all. It's a hot day in Kansas City. We're going to be in the upper 80s to start and the low 90s to close. No wind. It'll stay very calm there, but the ball's going to fly with that heat. And the Royals relievers, I don't trust, but these offenses are just terrible. So the model spits out 7.6. Under eight with that juice is like 7.7, 7.7 something, right? So not a lot of value in this one. I, the the the, the totals of sportsbooks are hanging here just really today, mostly in line with what I've got. So I don't think there's a lot of value here. If, if My take on this one, if, if, you're, if you're looking for a different play here uh, on the total, I think a lot has to do with what you think of that Royals offense. The model does not believe in them. But if you believe in the Royals offense, they, they have a tough task going against Scooball today. But if you believe in that Royals offense with the heat – I can see a case for the over, especially if it does drop to seven and a half. Um, 
as it is, again, I'm just going to trust the model if the Royals offense isn't very good. And again, both pitchers are pretty good. Uh, Scoopal, a sub-4 ERA barely. Advanced metrics say it should be in the low threes. Brady Singer, 425 ERA in the advanced metrics say it should be half a run better. So I like both of these pitchers, so I'll go under. But I just don't think there's a lot of value here. But at plus odds, I think the, the, the Tigers are just too valuable to pass up. Model thinks the Tigers should be a minus 104 favorite. And that you should be getting, you, you need plus 104 or better to be profitable in the Royals. So we get minus 118, just makes no sense to me. I just don't think this Royals team is very good. That's the stance I'm taking. If you disagree, I, sometimes I feel like if you just like, I think the Mariners are good. If you disagree with that, I'm like, I mean, it's, you can do what you want, but I'm like, come on, y'all, the Mariners are good. The Royals is one where the model says they're bad. I don't think they're good, but oh, they kind of do okay. So I don't know. That one's one I'm not, <laughs> not as strongly attached to. This Royals team and this Tigers team are both just confusing. So I don't trust the model Tigers A, a grade, but Tigers said it yesterday. Whatever. 345 Eastern. First pitch, Diamondbacks at the Giants. A chilly one in San Francisco despite the day start. It'll be around 60 degrees most of the day. Wind's blowing out in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. That's minimized in that park. So definitely some pitcher-friendly weather here, even though we've now gotten to a neutral park based off of the change changes made in the offseason. Zach Allen versus John Brebbia. If you back the Giants today, you definitely want to hit action on that. Brebbia is supposed to start. Sammy Long might get some action. It's kind of a true bullpen game. It doesn't really matter who starts. It's not going to change anything in how you see it, in my opinion. Zach Allen, 362 ERA. Advanced metrics say that's a little, little uh, deflated. He's not been quite that good, but pretty close. Obviously, we know Gallon is a good pitcher. Uh, yesterday, the Diamondbacks did not come through. Uh, it's always better to lose them early and move on with life. It was a heartbreaker. Thankfully, Zach Allen is better than Dallas Keuchel. I don't think that's a revelation. Uh, Keuchel struggled yesterday. Uh, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. I thought he would do a little better. To be fair, there was a, a triple on a ball that the outfielder fell down on in the first inning. So if he escapes that with the one run, uh, he has a mediocre start, which is all I was asking for, was a mediocre start to have him hang in there, and then the wheels just fell off. But it didn't really matter with the Diamondbacks not scoring anything. But as I mentioned yesterday, I thought the Giants' price was too high, and I stand by that statement. And I said, if you like the Giants, take um, Logan Webb, take one of his uh, props, which would probably be strikeouts, and you clear that strikeout number pretty easily. So uh, you would have gotten much better odds there on that. Um, and that was the way that that price made sense, is if Logan Webb dominated, and he did. Today with the bullpen game for the Giants, the Diamondbacks should score, but I don't think they're going to score a ton. I'm on the under eight. That's my favorite play in this one. It's a B grade. You can't ever be too confident in an under with these two bullpens in play. So it's not an A grade for me. Uh, the total from the model is in the upper seven. So the model thinks there's a little bit of value. I think there's a little bit of value. I think the model's underrating a little bit. Uh, the Giants' bullpen game, I think it's not going to be maybe quite as bad as the model thinks. I think under makes a lot of sense here. It's my favorite play on this one. The side, I think it's priced really well. The model says 113, so I'll take Diamondbacks plus 113. But even if you shade that a little bit better for the Giants, there's still really no value either way at this number. If I could get like a plus 120 on the Diamondbacks, I think that makes a lot of sense because Zach Allen's a really good pitcher. Um, and on the Giants, if I could get something that's south of minus 120, I think that'd make a lot of sense. Maybe a minus 115. Probably makes a lot of sense because I think they, their bullpen games probably go better than the model thinks. Um, but right now, I think it's priced pretty well. Um, I'll take a fly on the Diamondbacks just because Zach Gallon and plus odds makes a lot of sense. Um, but the Giants are definitely a better team than the Diamondbacks. I don't think there's any question there. Um, and so because the price isn't that great, I think my main focus here is just the under. Game two in Washington, a 405 Eastern first pitch or however long it takes after the second game. It'll still be warm to start, mid-upper 80s, closing in the low 80s. Winds will be out, but at under 5 miles an hour, so no real wind effect there. It looks like it'll be Tommy Malone versus Eric Fetty. Tommy Malone's a guy I hadn't thought of in a long time. Um, the model is treating this as a bullpen game for the Mariners because it doesn't know what it's going to expect from Malone. It basically is saying, we're going to see a lot of relievers. We're going to maybe have a little bit of variability, and it's giving it a ding for the fact that we've got a guy who I don't expect to go out there and throw six strong innings. Um, Eric Fetty, also, though, not very good for the Nationals. A 501 ERA in the advanced metrics line up pretty well with that. So the model thinks Mariners minus 126, as they should be solid road favorites. Doesn't really like the starting pitchers for either team. 
But again, bullpens, you have a huge advantage with the Mariners. Offense, you have a huge advantage with the Mariners. So the Mariners should be small favorites here in the minus 126 uh, number is what the model says. If there's a change on one of these pitchers, anything drastic, I'll update that. Um, and, of course, when the number comes out, I'll make a pick. I'll put that in the sheet and on Twitter. I'd be shocked if we run on the Mariners again. We're just – the model's picking up so much value in the Mariners and so much value fading the Nationals. Like I said, it would be shocking to me if we were on the Mariners. I don't think people realize just how terrible this Nationals team is. And now I say all that, and I just really hope the Nationals don't sweep the Mariners. The Mariners have been good to us. So I hope they can keep that up. The night game, 640 Eastern, first pitch, Pirates at the Marlins. The Pirates, y'all, the Pirates are frisky. Getting another win um, last night, taking the first two here from Miami. Uh, and today, throwing a solid pitcher in JT Brubaker, one that the model says is average here, 434 ERA against metrics, a little bit better than that. Issue is they're going up against a really good pitcher in Pablo Lopez. 291 ERA, probably not quite that good, but still a very good pitcher. And a guy y'all know I've loved to back Pablo. I've loved to take his unders. I've loved to be um, – I, I hate going against him. Model says there's a ton of value in the Pirates here, though, at plus 152. The model thinks the number should be minus 133. The model's picking up on the Pirates' recent play, and it's adjusting. And, and that's where you – know, like, let's talk about the Tigers' roles again real quick. I can't believe we're talking about those two teams because I, I hate that game. But let's go back to that one real quick. Both those teams have been so inconsistent. The model isn't able to really give a boost or not and kind of say like, oh, yeah, you're starting to – like you're, 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 the model's trying to say or is something happening that I'm missing, basically, I being the model. But it can't with those teams because it's like every time you turn around, they play differently than, than you expect, right? This is not the case with the Pirates. The Pirates have been playing pretty well lately, and so the model's giving the Pirates a little bit of a boost, boost here. And that's why the Marlins – According to the model, should not be nearly this big of favorites. I, I love Pablo Lopez, but minus 165 is just too much. This Marlins offense is still in shambles. Right now, given how these offenses perform against the handedness of these pitchers, I have the Pirates offense as better. Now, the relievers are worse and the starting pitchers worse, but when you talk about a situation where one team has maybe a slight edge on offense that probably offsets the home field advantage, and then, yes, you have an edge with the Marlins on pitching, but not enough to carry this price to minus 165. To me, it's Pirates or Pass. If you don't want to fade Pablo, I totally understand that. I just think there's value at this number. The Pirates have been playing really well. I think they can hang in there in this one. I think it's a low-scoring game. And if you're nervous about the Pirates, i got another B pick for you on the under 7 at minus 109. The total spits out 6.6. I think it's a total that should be 6.5. Again, neither one of these offenses is very good. I think we can get to seven, but I, I like that push protection. I think there's a lot of situations where we land at five or six runs in this game. So I like the under, and I like the Pirates at those, those big prices. When we're taking these big odds like that, we don't have to win all of them. We don't even have to win half of them. If we win 40 45% at these type of odds, we're going to be profitable, and that's what we're looking for here. If you're, if you're looking for one only one play every day, maybe it's a little bit different, but – Baseball is such a large sample sport. If you're making multiple plays every day, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of games and price matters. So uh, plus 152 offers a lot of value in my opinion on the Pirates. So B pick for me on the Pirates, B pick for me on the under. Speaking of value, boy, do I hate this game. 705 Eastern first pitch, Reds at the Yankees. Get the weather talk out of the way. It's going to be the mid-80s. To start low 80s to close. Wind will be about five miles an hour across, no wind effect. Mike Miner versus Luis Severino. I mean, the model doesn't think Mike Miner is the worst pitcher in baseball. I don't think he is either, but I mean, seven starts now and a 663 ERA. The advanced metrics are not that much friendlier, so it should be in the upper fives. The model knows that. The model's adjusting to that. When Miner made his first start of the season, I believe his rating was about average. So it's really ticking down. But you can't ignore the fact that he's had some success in recent years. <laughs> as bad as he's been this year. Luis Severino, 311 ERA advanced metrics. A little bit worse than that, but obviously Severino's a really good pitcher. You have a huge running pitching mismatch here in this game. Huge mismatch. Bullpens, huge mismatch. Yankees, much better bullpen despite the ninth inning last night. And the offense, a pretty big discrepancy too. Now, the Reds' offense is trending towards average. 
uh, and the projections, which makes sense. They've, they've played really well this year. The model was just a little bit slow to pick up on that. They started off, and they, I, I made this comment from the start of the season. I was like, well, they aren't good, but they're scoring. And as it's kept happening, the model's saying, yeah, they actually are kind of kind of decent. So the model's got them around average right now. But, of course, the Yankees' offense is fantastic. Always saying if you're going to lay big odds, you want this exact situation. You want a massive starting pitcher edge, you want a massive bullpen edge, you want a massive offensive edge. But, my goodness, 304 for the Yankees is just an insane number that I cannot get behind. I, if you want to just pass on the side, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I don't think the Reds win this game. But anytime you're talking about – plus odds you never really think they do anyway unless it's like plus 105 or something like that so i'm not saying i think the reds win i just think at plus 269 there's just a ton of value the model thinks it should be 235 so a lot of value on the reds here minor probably gets gives up four runs in the first inning and this is over before we know it i mean that's probably the way it happens but Weird things happen in baseball. Weird things happened last night in this game. That game has really no effect on this one. The Yankees are going to come out and play better now because of that last night. They're not going to play worse. That game has no effect. It just, it's just a reminder to us that weird things happen in baseball. Sometimes big favorites lose. It's all about the price. I don't recommend the Yankees in a, in a parlay. I, mean, I know they probably win. It just goes back to what I'm always saying. In my opinion, you're adding more risk to your parlay than you're adding payout because your payout is going up pennies on the dollar for the risk that you're adding. And people always ask about parlays, and I've tried to make the comment about this, and I'll just make sure I indicate this again. If there's value on the pick as an individual side, there's value in a parlay, however you do it. The value doesn't change. Value is value. Now, parlays come with their own risk about how much um, how much you have on any individual game. And so that's why parlays can be tough to deal with and usually frowned upon. You can end up over, you know, over-invested in certain games and under-invested in certain games. So that's the kind of a, a downside with parlays. But the bottom line is value is value. The, I want to make sure we're clear on this, that mathematically speaking, this is a fact. This is not an opinion. It's my opinion. The model's opinion, my opinion, that the Yankees' price isn't good. That's an opinion. But it's a fact that if the Yankees don't have value at minus 304 as a straight play, they do not have any value at 304 in a parlay. That is a mathematical fact, right? I just want to make sure we understand what that You shouldn't look at a game and say, minus 304 is too big to lay. That's not a valuable play. Oh, but I'll throw it a parlay. That's mathematically and logically inconsistent. So if you think the Yankees have value, sure, throw them in a parlay. I don't think they have value. If you throw in a parlay, it doesn't change that fact. Value is value, and it doesn't magically change because you throw in a parlay. It is a guaranteed recipe to lose money, and that's why most parlays, parlay players lose money, because that's the mindset. That's what you hear when you hear about – I try not to rant too long here, so hang with me, all right? When you hear about the hold that sportsbooks have, so much of it comes from parlay players. The parlays in and of themselves aren't necessarily bad. What's bad is the mindset which people say, oh, that's too high of a price, but I'll throw it in a parlay. That is why sports make a killing on parlays. That's why they always advertise them because people think, oh, I'll throw all these teams in a parlay or whatever. If they have value, it's okay. If they don't, don't put it in your parlay. In my opinion, the Yankees don't have any value, so I'll take the, the Reds at plus 269. It probably loses, but my goodness, if it wins, that's going to cover our dinner for a while. I'll take an under nine on this one with a B grade pick. I like it under nine. I don't like it as much as eight and a half. I think nine is a very likely outcome. Honestly, nine nothing Yankees is a very likely outcome. But I like the fact that if it is a tight game, which we're hoping for, if it's four four, we got a chance to escape still with the push there. I think the Reds are gonna have a hard time scoring off Severino. And I, I just I don't think Miner is as terrible as he's been. And I could be completely wrong there. If you disagree with that and you think Miner is the worst pitcher in baseball I'm not gonna I mean sure like that's a fair it's <laughs> a fair point he's been awful if you think that then maybe instead of going full game under maybe you go Reds under because I don't think they're gonna score a bunch I think it's gonna be three four runs is the most likely outcome for them I don't think they're gonna get a, a lot of runs themselves so that might be a way you look instead but I think it's a lower scoring game I think the Reds got a fighting chance and if not again that's why we you know take a bunch of these dogs over time, and we say, we know we're going to lose a lot of them, but the handful that we win are going to make us profitable on those plays in the long run. All right, done with that game. 705 Eastern first pitch, Philly set the Blue Jays. Zach Wheeler versus Ross Stripling. I don't know what to say about Zach Wheeler. I love the guy. Uh, 246 ERA, advanced metrics, just barely worse than that. One of the best pitchers in baseball at this point. A guy you want to find a way to back one way or the other. Versus Ross Stripling. He's having a solid year in his own right. 
334 ERA, and the advanced metrics lined up right with that. Stripling is being viewed as an average pitcher because of the fact that he's not a guy that's stretched out to go deep. Maybe that changes, but he's had too many relief appearances, too many shorter outings. This has been Ross Stripling. His whole career has been – he does well as a starter going four or five innings. They try to stretch him out to seven. He struggles. They put him in the pen. He starts pitching well. Then they start him. He does well going through or four innings. It's, it's like every three years we just run through the same cycle with this guy, no matter what team he's on. It's, it's kind of crazy. If he could actually go six, seven innings, then this guy's a really good starter. Uh, but it's almost like he's best just going like twice through the lineup that's the way the model's treating this game. If you think the game plays out differently, if I can't, I, I watch a ton of baseball, but I can't watch every game. I can't watch every pitcher pitch. I can't read up on every pitcher. It's just not possible. So if you can do that research and you know this, if, if you have a good feeling stripping, he's going to go six or seven tonight. I think this game is viewed a little bit differently, but assuming he only goes four or five, which is probably the most likely outcome that spells bad news for the Blue Jays considering the fact that their bullpen is so terrible, and I don't know where they're going to get enough innings from. If, if Stripling gives them seven, they got a fighting chance in this one. But otherwise, the Phillies are going to score eventually off one of those relievers, and Zach Wheeler is so fantastic. I don't, I don't see how he gives up that many to the Blue Jays. I like the Phillies here at minus 102. It's a B-grade pick. The model thinks minus 107. So the model thinks that the Phillies should be favored in this one. And so the Blue Jays are favored. It's a beat grade pick. Not a ton of value, but enough that I think backing Wheeler always makes a lot of sense with how good that guy is. I don't personally see a lot of runs in this game, but I'm going over. The model says 8.3. And neither one of these bullpens is good, and so that could potentially matter. You might have a tight game. You might have extra innings. Um, both these offenses, the Phillies offense, have now turned it back to average. I don't see it personally, so it's only a lean. I'm going to trust the model and say, over eight makes a little bit of sense, especially because the models tend to lean under. So if the model's saying over, I'll take it. You do have a pitcher's park there in Toronto. I mean, a hitter's park in Toronto, excuse me. So I'll trust a bit. But it's only a lean because I don't personally see it. I never like taking it over with a game with Zach Wheeler, but it's just I don't think the number is right to go under. So I'll go over just a lean, though. And main investment here is on the Phillies and our boy Zach Wheeler. 17 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the Rays. Got the Rays again last night. They scored some of those runs in wild fashion. And that one, it was a, a, a boring game, but it worked great for us having the Rays in the under. It's not only Josh Minkowski versus Shane McClanahan. McClanahan, I mentioned before now, is the best-rated active pitcher in my model. Minkowski's been solid. He rates out his average, 435 ERA, advanced metrics line up right with that. But McClanahan, I mean, he's not as good as that 173 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the low twos, which is insanely impressive. I cannot tout this guy enough. He goes deep. He strikes people out. The advanced metrics love him. His results have been fantastic. Positive, 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 positive. There's not, not, not a negative thing you can say about this guy. He is fantastic. The issue is the Red Sox offense is better. The Red Sox bullpen has been kind of – it's back to solid now. And the only edge the Rays have here is McClanahan, and, and it's a solid edge. It's a solid edge, don't get me wrong. But it's just not a situation where I think you want to be paying a price like minus 181. It's Red Sox are passed for me on this. Not to see anything negative about McClanahan. It's just that price is way too high. I've got a B-pick on the Red Sox at plus 166. Again, it's not one I think they win, but on these plus 150, 160 type dogs, we just got to get a few of them, and it's going to cover the other ones and more. That's the benefits of the plus odds is you don't – if you hit 50%, you're doing fantastic. And if not, you still got a good chance to be profitable. So I just think minus 181 is too much. Again, it's the same story about the Yankees. There's not value on the race at that price. As good as McClanahan is, he's all the race have tonight. Red Sox offense improved. Now Devers, you know, officially back. Uh, you can't talk me into minus 180 being a good price on the race. You can't talk me into that making sense in a parlay. If if you like if you don't want to back the Red Sox, I think I think pass. I just can't get behind that price. If if you're trying to win, if you're trying to win fifty percent or more of your pick, sure pick the Rays. But if you're trying to be profitable, I just cannot see that price. And I'll go under again, under seven with a B grade pick. I don't think the Red Sox, as good as their offense is, they're going to have a hard time scoring off McClanahan because everybody does. And this Rays offense, 
is just trending the wrong direction at this point. They're just average. In a pitcher's park, I don't think they score much off the Red Sox. I think it's a low-scoring tight game, just like last night, a 3-2 to two type game. And if it's a 3-2 to two type toss-up game, I know the Red Rays won the one last night, but if it's that sort of game again, give me the plus 166 all day long. Double B pick here. I like the under. I think there's too much value on the Red Sox to pass up at a number like plus 166. 17 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Guardians. It'll be mid-70s to start, low-70s to close. Maybe a chance to rain early on, so something to keep an eye on. This game might be delayed, but it should get in. Winds will be at 2 and 3 miles an hour, so no wind effect there. Lucas Giolito versus Aaron Savali. Giolito pitched well last game. He has a 5.05 ERA, but the advanced metrics say that it should be about a full run lower. Giolito's not bad. He's inconsistent. He's confusing with what he's doing with his pitch selection. But he's not bad. He still rates out as an above-average pitcher. And again, not nearly as bad as that 505 year. He's just not as good as he was. He's not that dominant pitcher, um, which is why I get in the rating. Model gives him a 94. And I feel fairly confident about that. Still better than average, but just not the guy we've come to expect the last couple of years. Versus Aaron Savali with a 628 year. I really like Savali. I think he's very undervalued. Advanced metrics say it should be in the low force as well. So I think there's two pitchers who are really underrated. That's why I like this under eight here at minus 120. The model spits out 7.6. I think there's value on this because I think people think these pitches are bad, terrible, and I think they're both decent. So I think that makes sense on the under. It's just not one that I love laying the minus 120 on here. So it's only a C-grade pick. I'll take the Guardians at even money with a B-grade pick. The model thinks the Guardians should be favored. Again, probably a wash with regards to the starting pitchers, probably a wash with regards to the bullpens. Offense, White Sox have a little bit of an edge, but the Guardians are at home. Kind of a wash here, coin tossy type game. Give me the plus odds, give me the even money uh, all day long here. So it's a B grade pick on the Guardians. Anything with a minus, though, drops to a C. This is really a B minus pick on the Guardians and really a C plus pick on the under eight. So depending on what the odds do and what you're looking at, I could easily flip the grades of these two. It just depends on what time of day you're watching this and what's happening at the books that you are shopping at. Um, especially if you were at under eight, like minus 105, minus 110. Now you're talking about that's a B-grade pick. And at that point, it starts to become maybe I like that even a little more than the Guardians. They're really close. Um, I very rarely happens like this, but I mean, these two picks are very, very close. I just, at those numbers, I like the Guardians just a tiny bit more. I like that under as well. Like I said, I think both pitchers are undervalued. But anything with the plus in front of it, even money here with the Guardians, I think makes a lot of sense. Not that I think Gilito's bad. I just think Savali is very under undervalued. That ERA, I think, is very deceptive. I think he's average. And if you just say 620 ERA, I don't, I don't think that tells a full story. He's not good. He's just average. And given that Gilito's barely better than average, Guardians have a better bullpen, I think that's enough to get it done here for the Guardians. I think they'll be okay pitching-wise in this game. 745 Eastern first pitch. Dodged the Cardinals a wild one last night. A situation that I thought lined up for the under, and boy, did that miss it completely. Tonight I'll go with the under again, but only a lean. The model spits out 7.9, so we get another one where it spits out really close. Uh, the number of the implied total from the book based off of these odds would be about 8.1. So I think there's a little bit of value on the under, but not by much. And especially after seeing last night, talking about how both these offenses are really good, it's not one I can be overly confident in. I do love the Cardinals, though, at plus 135. I'm taking a stance against Tony Gonson. I've been taking a stance all season. I don't think he's as good as that 162 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be two full runs higher. I think Wainwright is actually the better starting pitcher. The advanced metrics for Wainwright this season are basically the same as Gonsolin. Wainwright's going to give you a little bit more depth. I'd rather have Wainwright than Gonsolin. Gonsolin's been fantastic this season. Don't get me wrong. It's just that sometimes past results are not necessarily the best indicator of future performance in that what past results are you looking at? Are you looking at past results ERA? Not very predictive. Past results, you know, strikeout, hard hit rate, stuff like that, much more predictive. Walks, home runs allowed, much more predictive. And then, then you right dive down the rabbit hole of do you like FIP or XFIP more based off of um, do you want to treat all fly balls the same or do you want to just look at home runs? So you can dive into those rabbit holes, but those types of metrics are much more predictive than just ERA is. So Gonsolin is great ERA. I think Wayne Wright's the better pitcher. Bullpen-wise, Dodgers a little bit of an edge. Offensive-wise, Dodgers have an edge, but the game's in Cincinnati. I think this is Dodgers should be slight favorites here, but minus 146 is way too high. I'll take the Cardinals at plus 135 all day long. A-grade pick. I think there's a lot of value 
it's an anything can happen type game, kind of like last night's was. Um, hopefully not as many runs. I don't think there'll be as many runs. I, I do like both starting pitchers. I think both pitchers are good. Both pitchers are better than what was being thrown out there last night. Um, so I think it's the same sort of game, but just way fewer runs. Plus 135, there's way too much value to pass up. It will be hot to start. It will be 90 degrees, and it's going to close around 80. That's the other reason the under is a little bit scary. The ball will fly, but there's no real wind to speak of. And again, these pitchers are just so much better than last night. So hot to start, but I think these pitchers can overcome it. I think both of them are pretty good. Both offenses are good, though, so again, not too heavy on the under. Main investment, Cardinals, just way too much value to pass up. 8.05 Eastern, the first pitch, the Athletics scored, what was it, like six or seven runs in, in one extra inning last night. I don't I don't think I've seen that this year, maybe like once last year. I mean, you don't see that very often. Um, just a wild inning. And, and and it's I think it's kind of because of that one inning. Usually that's not going to affect things too much, but now the Rangers bullpen does rate below average. Um, they've been bad, and at some point the model is finally like, okay, they are. So now they're finally below average. At this point, you've got a wash with regards to the bullpens in this game. Mostly a wash with regards to the starting pitchers. Paul Blackburn has better results this year, but the advanced metrics say that Gray's been a little bit better. Both of these guys are good. I like both starting pitchers. Both offenses rate out below average at this point. So I'm going to go under 7.5. The model thinks 6.8. The model thinks 7. You still probably lean under at 7. But my goodness, given the way that runs have been happening in this series, I just can't be that confident in it. These bullpens have just not been great. But, you know, kind of that whole momentum is only as good as the next day starting pitcher, right? The, the, the offenses are only as good both as the pitcher that they're facing the next day, right? Both these pitchers I like. So I'm going to go under. I like Blackburn and I like Gray. But, my goodness, the way these bullpens have looked and the way the runs have happened is a little bit scary on this one. So only a lean. But I'll take a flyer on the A's with a B-grade pick. Just too much value to pass up on Oakland. The model thinks this number should be 161. So if you're laying a price like minus 190 for the Rangers, I think that's a recipe for disaster. We've laid some big odds here lately. Um, you know, just go back a week, and, and we were, you know, we're, we've been winning with dogs. We've been winning with favorites, which is a lot of fun when the sides the side's have been playing really well lately. And I'm not afraid to lay a big number, but today with a lot of these, this one included, just those numbers are just too big. Baseball's too random. Uh, doesn't mean it'll happen today, but we're going to have some days where a bunch of dogs win, and, and hopefully we can get that today. But minus 190 for the Rangers is just way too high of a price, given that given that the only edge they have is on offense. And they're at home, I guess, with a small boost. But otherwise, uh, this is a wash. Uh, you, can, you can make a case. You can make a solid case that the A's bullpen is actually better than the Rangers bullpen. And you can make a case that Blackburn's as good, if not better, than Gray. Um, we're kind of talking rounding here there. So, I mean, at some point, whether it's whether it's dead even on the pitching or whether it's slight advantage A's, I mean, it's enough of a wash to say, how are you laying minus 190 with the Rangers? It doesn't mean the Rangers don't win. They have a better offense. They're the better team. Oakland is not a good team. It's just, again, if we're if they play this game 10 times, the Rangers don't win enough, in my opinion, to be profitable. doesn't mean they won't win tonight. It just means it's one that I think you either take the A's or you pass. Those big plus 174 odds are pretty juicy, in my opinion, and worth, worth a little bit of investment at minimum. 805 Eastern first pitch, another team that's just been on fire with the Orioles. Uh, Models said there was an edge on the Cubs, and the number moved out. So, I mean, I wasn't the only one. I, again, we've talked about this before. I don't think that means anything. It's not predictive anymore. What it tells you is other people with money and influence had the same ideas that I had. The number was valuable on the Cubs, but I downgraded it because I'm scared to go against this Orioles team with how well they've played, and that was a wise investment because it saved us an extra unit. This Orioles team's been fantastic. The model's giving them a huge boost how well they've played lately and still says the Cubs should be the play tonight. There's enough value on it. I'm confident enough to give it a B grade. I'm hesitant. I hate it because the Orioles have been so good. We've backed them up. We had a bunch of Orioles A plays here last week. But, man, Spencer Watkins is just not uh, you know, loved by the model whatsoever. And Justin still kind of is. It's a huge starting pitcher mismatch in favor of the Cubs. I'm on the Cubs at minus 137. It's a B grade. It's close to an A grade just based off of how the teams project. It's just downgraded based off of how good the Orioles have been lately. But my favorite play here on this game is the under A, a grade. It's going to be a cold one in Chicago. We're going to start off around 70 degrees and get colder as the night goes along with double-digit mile-an-hour winds blowing in. And those gusts in Wrigley, the, you know, when you take what the wind number is in Wrigley, multiply that effect out by one and a half or so, 
huge effect with the wind blowing in. Both bullpens above average, both offenses below average. Justin Steele above average. The only bad pitcher in this is Spencer Watkins, and I don't think the Cubs' offense is good enough to score eight runs off of him. And beyond that, I just don't see many runs happening here. So I think this is a low-scoring game, but I think the Cubs will be able to scratch a couple out on Watkins, get up to a nice little 3-0 type lead in the fifth, and then I think they probably finish it out about 4-1. So I like the Cubs here. I think there's enough value for a B-grade investment, but I love this under eight. Again, Spencer Watkins, advanced metrics say his ERA should be about to run higher. Justin Steele, advanced metrics say his ERA should be about three-quarters of a run lower. So I think there's a huge running pitcher edge with regards to the Cubs. It's basically the only difference in this game between these two teams. And like I said, just with this weather, I love this under there in Chicago. 840 Eastern first pitch. Padres at the Rockies. I already talked about the Padres earlier. Frustrating game there. I'm on the Padres again today, but only with a lean. I think this one's priced pretty well. The model says 159 on the Padres. I'll take the Padres at minus 168. This is mainly about Joe Musgrove has been fantastic. And and I I kind of try to have a rule that unless there's good value against these amazing pitchers who can completely take the bullpens out of the game, which is is a very important ability, uh, unless there's value against them, I don't want to fade them. I'm okay fading McClanahan today because I think the number is just so high. There's so much value against them. I don't think there's enough value on the Rockies to go against them. I don't think the Rockies would be a crazy play tonight at this price. I just don't think the value's there. So I'm not fading Joe Musgrove unless I have a good reason to. And I don't have a good reason to at this price. If you could get me Rockies plus 165, plus 170, I'm thinking about it. If it gets into the plus 180s, I can't, I can't pass it up. There's just too much value. Musgrove is fantastic, but he's not the only part of this game. But as it is, there's not enough value. So I'm just not going to fade Joe Musgrove. I love this kid. 209 ERA. The advanced metrics do say his ERA should be a full run higher, but he still rates out in the top handful of pitchers in my database. Chad Kuhl, a solid season 402. I've talked about I like this guy. I think the he's a little bit undervalued. That's why I'm leaning under on this one, under 10 and a half. I think both pitchers are solid enough. It's not what I'm overly confident on. I don't really have a good feel for this game. I don't really have a good feel for the Rockies in general. They've taken over as the worst team that I've had on the season according to how the model and how I'm handicapping them. So just not a lot of faith in anything with regards to the Rockies. Only C picks on both of these. If you can find a different angle out there, feel free to invest however you feel like it. But my, me personally, I just don't think I have a great feel for this Rockies team. They kind of are weird. Weird things happen in their games. Um, we expect runs. We don't get them. We don't expect runs. We, or we, you know, Everything just goes crazy with that team. So only C great picks for me. Again, all about the price. If I get a better price on the Padres, I like it. If I get a better price on the Rockies, maybe I'd think about it better this one. I'm just going to go with don't fade Joe Musgrove unless you have a good reason to. And to wrap us up, 9.35 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Angels. We mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. Winds will be blowing out about five miles an hour most of the night. Maybe a little stronger to start. So early on, maybe a little bit of hitter-friendly weather. By the end of the game, as the wind dies down, it gets colder, maybe more pitcher-friendly weather. So it's going to kind of cross that hurdle. Overall, kind of neutral. Christian Javier versus Shohei Otani, two pitchers that you got to really like. Javier's been fantastic. 301 ERA, advanced metrics, he's got a quarter of a run higher. Pretty good pitcher. He's only still getting a ding because of the length, but that's gotten a lot better as of late. Shohei Otani, I think, I think ranks out as the second best pitcher, active pitcher now behind McClanahan. 244 ERA in the advanced metrics lineup right with that. And a guy who, other than a couple of starts against the Yankees, I believe, has just been fantastic this year. Model thinks this is a coin toss game. Again, even with Alvarez out, Model thinks the Ashes have a better offense. The Ashes have a better bullpen. Despite giving up a few runs yesterday, they still got the win for us. Um, and of course, the Angels have an edge with Otani, uh, but otherwise, the way the Ashes have been playing, the way the Angels have been playing, the Model thinks that the, um, you know, it's a quite of a coin toss game. So I'll take the Ashes at plus 103 with a B-grade pick. Not good enough value to be higher invested than that. And it's two pitchers that I don't want to fade and two pitchers that I want to back. So I feel like that cancels out. Otani's a guy that, other than, like I said, I think it's twice he's faced the Yankees or it's either Yankees and that's because they're a New York thing there. He's been hit around. Other than that, you really want to back Otani most games. And and the Astros have been that way with Javier. Javier had that little bump on the road in the middle of the season. Uh, But otherwise, once he's entered the rotation as a starter – 
you really want to be backing him too. So I think that kind of balances out, and now we just get to look straight up at the number. It's a coin toss game. Who the heck knows what's going to happen? Otani's fantastic, and he can do everything, which is obviously incredible. But the Astros still have a better offense overall. And Javier's a really good pitcher in his own right. The Astros are playing well. So I think the Ashes of plus money makes sense, but it's not a great value pick here. So only a B grade. And I'll take a flyer on the over. It's only a C pick. Model spits up exactly seven. So another one where the model is right in line with what the total is. The Astros games have been going over, but with these two pitchers, it's kind of hard to like that. I think seven's a pretty decent landing spot. I like the minus 106 on the over, but I just don't see a great investment opportunity in this total because I've been thinking, I've been looking for opportunities to go over on these Astros totals. But with Javier and with Otani, it just feels like a game that's going to be two to one late, and then you're going to be hoping the bullpen's implode, which they might. They did last night. Last night was heading under, and then all of a sudden the Astros' bullpen imploded, which has been a thing that's happened, but not a lot. Their bullpen's been very good this year. And so it, I think over makes a little bit of sense just because the way the Astros have been playing of late, their game's been high scoring. Um, I like the minus 106, but it's just not one that I want to be too strong with. And I can't go strong on the under because unders have been just disastrous for Astros plays in the last month or so as their offense has really found its groove. I think the Astros make sense at plus odds. It's a coin tossy type game. If you gave me Angels plus odds, I'd take the Angels at plus odds too. At this point, it's just whoever's giving me plus odds because I don't know what's going to happen. And and it, imagine just a, a true coin flip, right? If somebody came up to you and said, I give you plus 103 on a coin flip, you take that. If you could say, how many times can we play this game? Because eventually you're going to make money off of it. So I think it's how I view this Astros game. So I'll recap my A plays for you here to close this out. I got the Mariners in game one and even money. And I'm sure I will add a game two Mariners pick later in the day as an A grade, just given the way that's gone. The Mets at plus 134 at the Braves. The Tigers plus 108 at the Royals. The Cardinals plus 135. Against the Dodgers and the under eight and Orioles Cubs. A lot of plus odds, a lot of dogs, a lot of games where I think you either take the dog or you pass. There's not a lot of value today, in my opinion, on big favors. Doesn't mean they don't win. It just means it might be better to save your money because if a few of those favorites lose, it's going to hurt your bank account a lot really quickly. So it's just a caution on those big favorites today. I feel like there's a lot of landmines out there, a lot of day games, a lot of who knows who's playing in the lineups, a lot of getaway stuff. I think there's a lot of value in a lot of these dogs today. Hopefully you can find some that work for you that you're confident in, whether it's based off of your own research or something I've said. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. I'll update that with that last game today. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow, and until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please, don't bet your eating money.